Well, usually our floor manager, Kelvin, does these show intros, but today it's me because I'm not hosting today. One of our Takeover Melinda's Hosting Chair contest winners is actually the host, Becky Baxter, and I can't wait for you to meet her, learn from her and her guests all about the importance of grit in your work, in your life, and in your relationship with God. So let's go. Can't wait to take a break from hosting. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda. Uh, Melinda, I'm the host today. <laughs> right. That's right. You are the host today because you are one of the winners of the Takeover Melinda's hosting chair. And I'm so thrilled to have you here. How are you feeling? I am nervous, but it's going <laughs> to be great. You look great. You don't look nervous. And I think you're going to be amazing. Well, for our viewers and listeners, they, they'll probably want to know a little bit about you. So who are you, Becky? Well, I have a mob of boys. I've got four boys, eight and under. My husband, Sam, we've been married for 10 years. Wow. I lead an online ministry called Devoted where we get into scripture. That's something we've started for the last year. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. And one quick thing, why would you ever want to host See Here Love? <laughs> now that you know what goes into it. Okay, honestly, I do this a lot. I, I sign up for things and then I think, what have I done? <laughs> but this has been amazing. It's been an invaluable experience and I've learned so much. And I'm grateful to bring this back to the ministry devoted. Yeah, amazing. Okay, now you have chosen the theme grit. Yeah. You don't usually hear that word a lot. So mm -hmm. why this theme for your first show as a host on See Here Love? Yeah, Great question. I used to think I was very gritty. I thought that was something I already had. And then this past year, God has really brought it to mind. And the more I learn about it, the more I realize, oh no, it's actually a muscle I need to build more in my life. And I think things have been tough this last year. And what we really need is grit to get through the hard things. And so that's something that God has been teaching in me. And I thought it'd be really great to have more conversations with other people about it. All right, well, I'm excited for you. We are cheering you on. Thanks. This is your moment. You are now the host. I kind of hand you I this. Here you go, it. take Thank it. You. And you're the host now of See Here Love. Take it away, All Becky. Right. Let's do this. I'm Becky Baxter, and I am your host today for See Here Love. Today we're talking about grit. We live in a culture that has really high expectations that success happens overnight. We see videos going viral, people being recognized with shares and likes. We hear incredible stories of overcoming hardship. But what we don't always see are the middle spaces between the problem and the solution when things are hard and the outcome is still unknown. This is where we find grit the X factor that keeps us from giving up when things get hard. It's the perseverance to stick with it, knowing that good things are worth fighting for. Today, we're gonna see why grit is so important and how we can have more of it. And to help us do just that, we have a great lineup of guests who will be sharing their unique experiences with grit and the difference that it made to them, including two times Grammy winner Lecrae, who will be here later. But first, we've got two guests from opposite coasts of Canada. Daniel Archibald is from Summerside PEI. He is a fitness trainer to both moms and NHL superstars. He is owner and founder of Lion's Den Fitness, and of course, husband and dad of two. And from the far west, Jordan Weiberg is here from Kelowna, BC. Jordan is also husband, dad of two. 
He is a voiceover actor, music producer, but he is most well known for going viral on YouTube this past year with his hit song, Up Here in Canada. Hey guys, so glad that you're both here. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. So, okay, Dan, I'm gonna start with you. As a fitness trainer, how would you define grit and why would you say it's so important? I would define grit as the thing that keeps you going when the mood that you decide to do the thing that you're doing has left. Because, I mean, we all have feelings of grandeur and we all feel great about something and we get excited. Let's start this. Let's do this, whether it's fitness or a new job or something. And that doesn't last. There's going to be that moment where that's just not there. And what moves you forward is grit. Yeah. So would you say that ability and talent is more important than grit? Or what would you say when you compare the two? I guess it depends on what area you're talking about. <laughs> because, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have grit, we've seen at the NHL level where people have fizzled out with all the talent in the world, but they just didn't have the, the mental grit to push through and to, and to make it at the pro level. And then you have people that have not been the most talented, but they have insane amounts of grit and they have made very, very good careers for themselves out of it, just off of their grit. Yeah, that's great. So Jordan, your video that went viral is dubbed the second Canadian anthem and it has millions of views now. So that's incredible. Well done. Thank what you. What difference did grit make in your success here? Um, oh, I, I would say, you know, a, a lot of people think that song was just kind of like an overnight thing. Like I wasn't doing music before. Then all of a sudden that that song showed up and it took off the way it did. But I was making music for years and years and years leading up to that and you know you start out um just doing it because you want and i still make music just because i want to but you start out and your first you know couple of years of doing something maybe don't yield the results uh that you're hoping for or that just even the, the overall quality but you keep doing it because you you love it um and there's certain aspects of recording and producing that that aren't my favorite but i know they're you know, necessary to get to that end goal. And over the years, you kind of, you know, build up this, uh, what is it like 10 years to kind of master any one skill. And, and eventually uh, you got to get to the point where it becomes second nature, um, all that hard work you put in and uh, it, it, it can pay off sometimes if your mom shares it on her Facebook page. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So Dan, I'm going to ask you, um, how has your faith influenced your own personal grit in fitness and growing your business? It's been, it's been paramount. It's because when I first started my, my business um, and I, I've been doing it for a while, but when I went to it full time, I, uh, I had to um, deliver car parts part time to supplement what I was doing. Cause I was just teaching a couple of classes here and there trying to get my business off the ground. And I remember walking into a dealership and to drop off car parts and a woman I knew was there with her husband and she looked at me and she says, I'll just say, OMG, OMG, you're the parts boy and started laughing, but dead serious. And I remember sitting there and just looking at myself and I was like, I gave up a government job to pursue my dream and I'm the parts boy. And I remember I left there and it was my faith that I had prayed about that decision and I believe that God was pushing me in that in that direction that I had to 
double down with my grit and my faith and, and be like, no, this is what I'm doing. And I can't let these things happen to make me waver. It was, it was a lump. It was a chunk on, out of my pride. Yeah. But it was like, this is what I have to do right now. And if this is how I have to supplement my, my um, fitness classes and yeah. personal training, then so be it. So in the middle spaces, he really met you there and kept you going. Okay, so to wrap up, Jordan, I want you to speak to someone who feels like it's taking forever for them to reach their goals. What would you say to them? I would say um, if your goals are something that you're passionate about, um, do it for the sake of often people see the end, the end result as that's when I'm going to feel fulfilled and that's when it's all going to be worth it. But I would say find the joy in the actual process of doing what you're doing. That's great. Awesome. Guys, I know we just barely skimmed the surface, but I'm just so grateful that you're both here and we're able to speak to grit. Um, we, you both have such different backgrounds, but it's so evident that no matter what you're working towards, grit is really the defining factor of growth and success. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. From the host of See, Here Love, Melinda Estabrooks and 50 of her guests and friends comes the book, Always Know, full of stories of lives that are inspiring, wise, and life-changing. God hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears the longing for connection. He hears the cries of pain that you're experiencing, and He loves you deeply. This month, with your ministry gift of $25 or more, or when you become a new monthly donor, request your copy of Always Know. It is a collection of stories to help you today in the things that you're struggling with, the things that you are confronted with. And I know that these stories will encourage you. Call 1-800-265-3100 or visit seeherelove.com slash always know and request your copy. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. See Here Love is where you are. Find our hopeful and inspiring faith stories on your favorite platform and encouraging content daily on Instagram and Facebook. To learn more and stay updated, sign up for our newsletter on seeherelove.com. One of the struggles in a pandemic is how do you share the gospel when the world shuts down? It can feel impossible to love on those who need the hope of Christ most. But remember, with grit, we don't give up when things get hard. My next guest is Jennifer Klusterman. She is the Satellite Director for Youth for Christ in Peterborough, Ontario. Hey, Jen, thanks for being here. Hello, thank you. So can you tell me why you think grit is so important for us as Christians? Well, I think about grit uh, in the context of perseverance. Um, and perseverance is it's an active force in our life. So it's not something that's passive. It's not the same as, as enduring something. Um, it's intentional. Um, and in order to do this, uh, we really need to know what we're aiming for. Um, because we can't persevere in, in suffering um, or through hard times uh, if we don't know what our goal is. 
So what's something that we can do to be grittier when it comes to sharing the gospel? You know, loving, loving people is hard. And um, trying to hold out the hope of Jesus in, in a broken world, it's, it's hard. Um, but I think with the pandemic, it's actually given us um, a really amazing opportunity uh, to love people because we've been going through this collective uh, grief together, right? And so, what what new opportunities to to reach out to your neighbor or to um, just to care for somebody um, in your life? Uh, but you know, suffering again, it, it it does something to us, and um, and it can be difficult. Like there's a, a lot of pain uh, that people carry. Um, so so, what do you actually? say to somebody, right, when they're they're pouring their heart out to you um, and or the deep questions of their soul and you realize, ah, like, I don't have the answer answer to this, right? I, I don't know how to enter into this person's story. Um, and I think sometimes that can be um, like a deterrent uh, for us to, for love because we feel like we need to hold back. But it's actually an invitation, I think, to, again, like lean into uh, the love of God for that person, um, that uh, we can, we can, it's worth it, you know, to really cast ourselves on him and, and ask him um, for, for help in that area. That's great. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. So Jen, what is something that we can do to show grit when it comes to sharing the gospel? Yeah, well, I think the the first thing is just to to listen to people, to get to know people, to hear their stories and to enter into their lives, right? So when um, you face that challenge of something in your personal life or with someone you know, um, instead of holding back or, you know, we, we often doubt ourselves or, or feel like we don't have what it takes to meet with that person. Um, I just encourage you to say you do actually have what it takes that God has put you in that person's life uh, for a reason. Um, and, and so to challenge yourself to, to to love people and try to share Jesus. I think sometimes one of the things that really holds us back from, from sharing Christ with people is actually just that we don't do it. And so I want to leave you this uh, challenge, and it's a quick tool that we use in, a, in our own a, a training as well with You for Christ. Um, and so after I'm going to get you, if you have a notepad or just on your phone, I want you to write vertically on that paper uh, the numbers one to seven. And at the end of this broadcast, I want you to take a minute with God and actually just sit and pray and ask him to bring to your mind seven people in your life, your neighbors, your sphere of influence at work, family even, um, that you can be intentional about loving and actually trying to share Jesus with. And I want you to do one of them this week. Um, now that might seem really crazy or scary uh, to you, um, but I t I'm telling you the truth. People are longing for hope and what an opportunity we have right now to reach out with the hope of Christ. Awesome, that's great. Thanks so much, Jen. That is a great challenge to help us develop more grit as we're walking in our faith and sharing the gospel. Thanks Thank so much you. for being here. What does it take to stand up for what you believe in? What does it take to speak truth to power? What does it take to call out injustice? What does it take to hold on to your faith in a time where our faith is being challenged left, right, and center? Well, it takes grit. And when I'm talking about grit, I'm talking about three things, really. I'm talking about courage, 
I'm talking about resilience and I'm talking about perseverance. And when I put it against the backdrop of social justice, well, that's the very recipe we need to change the world. We need bravery to speak up to the injustices we see in our everyday lives. And I'm praying for you that you would find the deep courage that is required to not be silent anymore, but to stand up for what is right, to call people to accountability, to challenge that which is not against, which is against God's heart. And so my encouragement for you is to dig deep and know that you're never alone when you take stands for righteousness. You are never alone. God goes with us. I know for me in this, in this sojourn for truth, this march for truth, I have wanted to throw in the towel. But can I tell you three words? Get back up. Do the work that God has called you to do. Make a difference. Let's not just be people of faith, but let's be people of faith and action. Social justice is an extension of our Christian life. We can't just sit in a bubble. We need to love outside of the borders of our own church and be love to a broken world. So can I encourage you to find that grit, to make a change, to make a difference, to speak up, to speak out, to help the poor, to sacrifice your time, your energy, your resources, to be a bit uncomfortable, to change the world. That's the kind of grit God is calling for you and I today. I pray that you and I find it and dig deep. The world is waiting for us. God bless you. Have you ever wanted to give up on God because you've been hurt by the church? Well, you're not alone. Earlier, I sat down with two-time Grammy-winning New York best-selling author Lecrae. In his most recent book, I Am Restored, he writes about the trauma he went through as both a child and an adult. Our conversation focused specifically on how grit helped him work through a season of hurt from the church family that he loves and why that grit kept him from leaving his faith altogether. Lecrae, so great to meet you. Thank you so much for being here and joining us as we're talking about grit. Now, I think this is something many of us really need to understand. If anything has taught us in the last year and some, we need to learn how to get through the hard stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you have been really open and vulnerable about some of the things you've gone through in your books and in your music. And I appreciate that vulnerability so much. But right next to what we see, all these things you're going through is this grit that you've had to keep going and keep pushing. And um, it's amazing to see. But specifically, I want to ask you about your experience in the church. Because I know you talk about how you were going through all these things and um, the church didn't really know how to handle that. And so can you talk about this and how you worked through that with them? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Um, I did not grow up a Christian. And so the church to me was uh, the first kind of functional family uh, that I had ever found. Um, there was a sense of, of consistency there and solidarity. And so I felt free and I felt safe to be vulnerable and to to talk about whatever ailed me. And it never 
backfired. You know, if I was saying, oh, man, I feel downcast and depressed, I would talk about it in music. And the church was very supportive of everything um, that I did. And then when I began to say, hey, did you see what just happened uh, as far as this this, you know, racialized uh, uh, crime took place and um, and it was met with backlash. And I was like, well, that's weird. Maybe I said it wrong because this is I don't know why they were responding to me like that. And and I said it differently and it was met with more backlash. And then I I was processing and I was like, wow, that this is deep seated and, and wait, maybe, maybe we don't see eye to eye on things as much as I thought we did. Um, and I didn't realize how big of a tension that was going to cause um, me speaking up for some issues that I was seeing as far as race and ethnicity in society. And, and at that point in time, you know, um, by and large, uh, the church specifically kind of like the conservative evangelical church um, saw me as being too political. And I was like, to me, this isn't political. This is this is personal. This is spiritual. Um, and so, man, in droves, people just turned their back on me in droves, you know, stop supporting me altogether. I think I, I remember on social media and mind you, I'm not saying anything visceral or mean or anything. I'm just bringing up thoughts and points. Um, I remember in social media, like in a, in a less than a week, like losing 30,000 followers because of this kind of commentary. And, uh, and it was painful, you know, it was very painful, uh, just to process that and to, and to keep moving. Now, I think something there's a lot of people can relate to is both that, um, kind of being misunderstood and not really, um, being treated well by the church. And then you're kind of at a path where it's like, okay, is this worth fighting for Mm -hmm. or, am I just going to go and leave the faith altogether? Did you ever find yourself in that place? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was the only uh, ultimatum I thought was available to me, to be honest with you was, okay. um, I'm vastly disappointed with these people who I thought were the, the, you know, the lighthouses and the guiding light for me. And, um, and they don't see me and they don't appreciate me and they don't hear my voice. And so maybe this whole thing is a sham. You know, maybe this whole thing is a lie and I'm just sadly mistaken because I I clearly, I know I'm not crazy. So maybe I'm just, maybe this is all a lie. And and a lot of times that's hurt. And, um, and for me, I think what I was doing was making a people wound, a God wound. And, and, it, and it caused me to say, man, I don't, I don't want any of this. Yeah. Can you go into that a little bit more, a people wound with, versus a God wound? Because I think that is something that people might not actually know that's what they're facing when they just feel all that, all the feelings. Yeah. I mean, you, when, when the people of God hurt you, you tend to blame God instead of the people. You're still dealing with broken people. It's not as if once they decided to follow God, all of a sudden they became pure and perfect. They just became broken people who now had access to healing. Um, And that's really it. They're still broken and they still are going to be wrestling with their brokenness on a regular basis. Um, And on top of that, 
you know, there are people who will disagree with you on very personal matters because they haven't taken the time to understand how personal and how how real the things you're, you're talking about are. So they're dismissive, you know, and, and, and that can really hurt a person. And so you begin to say, well, since the church that I've been exposed to is dismissive, that means God is dismissive. And so if I'm done with the church, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and, and a lot of people say, well, I'm just doing, I'm throwing a whole thing away. What would you say to someone who's at this crossroads right now where they've been misunderstood, where they've been hurt by their church and they are ready to just give up on faith altogether? Well, one thing I, I would tell you is that which, if you've been hurt by the church, first thing you have to realize is that you've been hurt by a part of the church. The church is ancient and global. So you were hurt by this super small sliver that exists in your state or city or, you know, or, or denomination. And it's such a small sliver that you, you, you're allowing it to, it's kind of like you can't see the forest for the trees, right? You're allowing it to define the whole of what God has created. It, in a lot of ways, it's how racism uh starts because someone from an ethnicity or race has done something wrong or a group of them have done something wrong. And so now you paint the entire race with this, this broad stroke. And, um, and, and I think that's the problem because oftentimes people say, man, I'm done with the church. I'll say to them, which, which church are you done with? Have you, have you been to the Korean church? Did they, did they, have you been to the African church? Did they do you, or did you go to the, to, to the, you know, the, the Ethiopian Orthodox church down the street, like did all of them do you wrong? Um, before you throw the church away, remember that it is global and it is ancient. It didn't start in that city in 1865. It started thousands of years ago. Well, Lecrae, thank you so much for this conversation on grit. I've appreciated your openness and your vulnerability of just letting us in to see how grit has really helped you persevere through a lot of the things that you've been through. Appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, Becky, I'm loving this topic on grit, especially because we just started homeschooling our kids in our home just over the last little while. And it has been um, an experience. Like it's been really hard. And I, I have never found it so hard to stick with something. And I've wanted to give up several times. In Romans 5, it talks about uh, that we are to rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I wish I could say that I am in the place where I um, I have endured for a long time and there has been character that has been produced and I am offering um, hope to the world because of what God has done through me and um, and that I have hope and I do but I'm I'm still in the early stages and I'm still in the the part where I'm like I, I'm gonna stick with this and even though it's hard, but I do look forward 
to the character that I believe that God is going to grow in me. And I look forward to the hope and looking back and being like, I did this. I completed it because God called me to it and he has enabled me to get through it because of that. And, um, and yeah, this verse in Romans is something that I feel like I can cling to that there is hope despite the difficult times that I've been going through. So what I've learned today is that just because it's hard right now doesn't mean it's time to quit. 2020 was tough and this year is shaping up to be a lot of the same. Amidst all the regular pandemic issues, we have job losses, strained marriages, homeschooling, family or church division, or maybe we're trying to start and build something new and it really just feels impossible. We're all facing different challenges, but what never changes is God's goodness and his plan for your life. That is worth fighting for. We all need a little bit of grit and a whole lot of Jesus to work through the unknown middle places to reach the promise of what grit brings, growth, maturity, and like Irene reminded us, hope. If you want to get to know our guests better, we have even more for you on seeherelove.com. You'll find guest bios, scripture from today, and I've written a blog post for you on grit as well. Be sure to head over there after the show. And as you practice grit in your life, in those hard times when you want to give up, but you don't, remember that in those tough moments, you are seen, heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Becky, you did such a great job. Well done. We've got people coming to clap and cheer. Woo! You did it. You did it. Woo! How do you feel? I feel great. You make it look easy. It's not easy. <laughs> All right. Way to go. We're very proud of you. Great job. Your Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.